Good morning and welcome back to episode number 15 of the First Off the Tee podcast. I am your host, Robert Ivanic, co-hosted by my father, Doug. Um, welcome back. Hey. This episode is brought to you by Advent Golf. Make sure you check out their website. Uh, um, link will be in the video description. I'm wearing my Advent belt right now. I got nice. to wear it on Tuesday, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you wore it too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What were your thoughts? We so we both wore them this weekend. How, how, I how love did you them. like it? I love it. It's a great tool. Um, I, I think I said one time before. Sometimes I'm confused between I still have the the a ball marker on my hat and then I got one on my belt. So then I'm switching them back and forth. But I love I love it. It's right there. There's no uh, you know going in your pocket and then uh, fumbling with tees and. And the pencil and whatever else uh, you might have in your in your pocket, you know. Actually, it worked really well on Saturday. I had my ball marked. Mm-hmm. You chipped on, and the next guy was wanting was ready to putt, but you had to walk up to mark your ball. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> Pulled the ball marker right off the belt, marked the ball, and continued nice. play. So very happy with these belts. Uh, again, good job, Advent yeah. Golf. Use code Rob EVG10 for 10% off the entire website. Details in the video description. Okay. Excellent. Uh, cool. PGA FedEx Cup champion Dustin Johnson. He smoked it out there. <laughs> he he did he did well. I mean, uh, hey, well, cheers anyway. Good morning and uh, a little Joe to start. Um, yeah. So uh, um, I picked DJ. I mean, I got the lucky the luck of the draw. I think I don't want anybody who wasn't going to pick him, but. Uh, you know, the, 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 the second and third place, you picked both of them. Yeah. So, Shuff, yeah. I told you Shoffley was going to yeah. show up. He always does. Yeah. He's, he almost is kind of like uh, Brooks. Mm-hmm. Where he just is a little bit quiet throughout the season. He hangs around. Big tournament comes up. He's right up there. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's no joke. Yeah. And JT, I mean, they both they were both minus 18. Yeah. No, they, they, they all played good. I mean, but, they, you know, it's hard to. I mean, uh, JT was only one shot or two shots behind uh, well, it was Rom who actually uh, ran first, right? Yeah, well, Rom was ranked, ranked number, number two. Oh, he was too. DJ was. Oh, okay, so DJ okay. was, was was number one, one. Um, going into the tournament. Started right. off at minus ten, mm. and uh, he smoked it. I mean, every every day you looked at the leaderboard, yeah. he's still up yeah, there. He, was he, up he, there. he, he never had dropped. five shots going into the into going, going Sunday. into Sunday. So Monday. So we were we were wrong on our last podcast. We thought it was starting that day. Oh yeah, I mean right? today's Tuesday. We didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah, so this is first off the tee on Tuesday. Tuesday. It feels like Monday. Yeah. We have the Labor Day hangover. We don't know if it's Sunday, Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Did you catch any of the tournament? I only saw like the last let's call it three holes of of Monday. That's yeah, you know my typical uh, my typical catch of the um, of the tour, unless I'm you know really watching it, is uh, I catch the last. Maybe hour and a half or two hours of each day. Um, well, you know, for it live, right? You know, sometimes I'll watch it on the Golf Channel. Um, you know, uh, the rebroadcast. But yeah, you know, so my typical days, I work around the house. I'm tired. I'm I'm ready to rest. Bang! I go in and uh, watch some golf. So yeah, I got to see it the a uh, couple of days. They had some beautiful weather. Um, uh, it was it was it was good. You know, and it was just tough to try to catch up to DJ, especially he's not letting anything go. He didn't he fall was, back. Yeah, he, he was hitting it pretty good. I think I think his worst day might have been on Monday, right? Where he was, he was just par and everything. He wasn't doing, there wasn't a ton of birdies. And, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty that good. Did, fifth, did you that get fifteenth hole was pretty nasty. Did you see that fifteenth hole? Is that with the it's uh, almost like an island? Almost an island green. Mm, like yes. two hundred and thirty yards out, and you have a small little green and a sh- little bunker to hit. Yeah. And these guys are just putting it right on the green. That's like amazing. Like yeah, as long as nobody's you know, business, you can go long on that, right? Yeah. So uh, that at least saves them there. But they still got to be on, man. You got to be, you know, two hundred thirty yeah. yards. Just think about that. Mm. Accurate. So anyway, um, so that's the end of, of this official season. Mm-hmm. DJ is the FedEx Cup champions. Starting this week, we're already into the next season. We kind of spoke about that at a later episode. So this week is the Safeway Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ said he's taken off. I'm sure a lot of guys will, will be taking off because the following week is the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Well, yeah. Right be here. Oh, yeah, nice. We bought the Wingfoot hats this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, I, I've been wearing it all. You, you all do season, wear that a lot. So, I have uh, a big head; it doesn't fit on yeah. my head, so it's just a prop for the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so about the DJ, and uh, so being that it's the new season, so um, there's some of the stats that he climbed up the, the the board with. I was I was catching a little bit on uh, on the internet, so it must be must be right if you read it on the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, they said that he's 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 the number three money leader on the U S on the on the PGA Tour, all, all time from tournament winning earnings. Oh wow! Which is you know it's kind of a you you can't you can't take Jack Nicklaus and and those guys and put them but when you put uh, today's genre and and who it was was I think it was uh, Jim Furyk and Vijay Singh he beat. So, because he gets fifteen million as a payoff for this particular tournament, right? right? Sure. So that's huge. And he never had huge tournament uh, things like that way back. So it's hard to, but at least in the new realm, well, so he's passed uh, those two, uh, and then he's a third behind uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson as all-time tournament money, money winners. winners. I mean, that's that's a cool stat. You're not looking at that to say. Um, he's better than any of the old timers because, right. like to but your point, the purses are just massively bigger. It's a it's its own stat that stands alone that holds no weight in anything else. But right, the, do you remember what the total was? What his total? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's about eighty five mil for because he's been so consistent. He's been well. He's like, is it 20, 15, 20, However, fifteen years of winning a PGA tournament every year. He's every year. He's never missed winning one, at least one. That, that's, that's a that's crazy a stat. huge record. That's a crazy. I mean, stat. Tiger Woods. I don't know what his record. I mean, he he won for 10, 12 years consistently. And so he, he, he still might have won tournaments. You know, he might be way over that. But anyway, he was like eighty-five mil, and then I think Phil was like ninety-five mil, and uh, Tiger was one hundred and twenty. Wow. Of tournament earning winnings, of right. course, you know what they made uh, make on top of that is just crazy amount of money. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, so he, he's he's up there. Nice. Okay, so uh, moving on to yeah. Saturday at Flanders, mm. we played with uh, with Tim, yeah. your, your your guy from work. Yeah. Shout out Tim. Um, oh, I didn't bring them down here. Tim walks up uh, with two fresh boxes of Pro V ones mm, and nice. hands it to us with his company logo on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought that was you know what. You want to impress somebody at the golf course? Hand them a fresh box of Pro V ones because those things aren't cheap. Yeah, uh, I'm almost afraid to use them. I, I think I think that they're going to end up right back here as a as a prop for the set 
and they're just going to stay there. Um, but yeah, th Tim, if you do catch this, thank you for those golf balls. Yeah, very, great. Very much appreciated. Thanks, Tim. And uh, yeah, it was what a great day. We had a we had beautiful weather, and I I really really had fun. We had um, at Flanders. There's a little chipping area that mm. we go to. So you know, most courses have your little putting green where you can practice warm up before the your round. Mm. But there's always that sign: no chipping, no chipping, no chipping. And I'm like. I need to practice my chipping. Mm -hmm. Well, Flanders has this little tucked away chipping area that like almost nobody knows about. We spent 15 minutes there mm. before our round, and I swear to God, it changed the whole way I play golf. Mm. <laughs> it, it like took my chip that 15 minutes that I spent there mm. took my chipping to the next level. Now I'm not I'm at the bottom tier. I'm, I'm at the bottom level, but it definitely brought me up to the next level because typically. When I go to the chip, I grab my 52-degree approach wedge, right. and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to do something with this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit it so often. I'm going to try and hit it hard. I don't. Ha I previously didn't have a designated distance. If I use this club with this type of swing, it's going to give me this distance. And if I use this club with a different type of swing, it's going to give me this. Never had that. Mm. Yeah. So 15 minutes on the chipping green, I found out my, my approach wedge with a putt shot, Gives me ten steps, mm. ten paces from wherever the ball is. Right, is that's where it lands, or that's that's where, where it finishes. It's gonna finish, right? That's where it finishes. The same club with a with feet closed and a a little short swing will give me twenty paces. Mm. So it's rough numbers, right? But I'll tell you what. Throughout the round Saturday, I was putting my chips close. I was sticking them close to the pin and giving myself opportunities to either birdie or save some pars or or just save a point yeah i could definitely i could definitely say that for sure because you know as i'm approaching the green and i say you know you're off to the right or whatever wherever we are you know i'm going to get my club i come up and there you are you're five six feet away i'm like excellent you know and i saw a couple of the ones that that you that you did and you had mentioned a couple of times about the um uh, success of what because you're comfortable you're like you can just go back to that practice round and say, oh, yeah, this is how hard I got to swing. You know, uh, just like uh, Harvey uh, Penix says, you know, uh, practice practice that short game is way better than... It's crazy. I really want to go back to Flanders and mm. just spend an hour on that chipping green because even with just those two swings, the short little putt shot yeah. and the little swing, you can do that with three, four, five different clubs yeah. and just see how... Uh, how the ball reacts, and those are just added tools to, to your short game. Yeah. And we say it I all agree. the time. Getting off the tee is important, but you can easily like duff your your drive, and then with a nice iron get close. And then if your chipping game is is on point, you can put it close and easily save par. Mm. And yeah. forget about it if your drive is down the middle. Now you're just again even better a better chance to get it close all your points all your strokes are either saved or points gained mm -hmm. are on the green and on and around the green yeah so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah. something that i've always been saying i want to work on who knew it would take 15 minutes i mean it was literally <laughs> Be 15 minutes because you get to do it right there it's yeah. fresh in your mind right it's fresh in your mind you feel that stroke you i, I often do that i i i when i come up to uh, a, a shot or even if I have already executed that shot in the round I'm like oh this is the same same shot on hole number seven 
Yeah. And, you know, so that was the practice. It worked. And so I try to go back to get it again. And it only helps you when you're, uh, uh, when you do it again, uh, 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 chipping around. I mean, some of, some of the other courses, of course, the private courses and whatnot, they have the whole setup that you can go and practice. But right. the municipals that we played, like you say, a lot of them don't, there's, there's no chipping. And we were talking about this on the way home. I, I was so happy that, that they had that because it's not just a little area where you can chip, but it's an area with a putting green. So it's a putting green that you could chip onto. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, as somebody who is just picking up golf less than five years I've been playing, it's very important to see how the ball reacts when it hits the green and rolls because you were like, ah, yeah, you don't really need, need that, though. You could just go to any field and chip, and you'd kind of know how far it's going to roll. Maybe with 40 with, years of playing, mm, you're, you, yeah. you can visualize that. To me, I can't visualize where that. Like, if I was to just take a bag of balls and go to the park, right? Chipping, it sure I could see where it lands, but where does that ball end? How does that react on the green? Yeah, agree. Having that practice facility where you can actually chip onto the green was a game changer. Yeah, I mean, I like to do the same thing you did, like you know, chip it and let it roll and say, okay, it's gonna it's gonna roll out ten yards, you know, however many paces. But then on the flip side. Uh, you know, I'll do the same shot and I try to land it in the same spot with a higher lofted club. Like, you know, hey, I got to go over a mound. I have to go over a, a a bunker and it's sloping away. So I want it to go high and in. I don't want this short little chip. So right. yeah, that's how to, and that practice area allows you to go back 15, 20, 30, even 40 yards if you really want it to. If it's open, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, the, 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 you just kind of, it gives you that um, um, ability to do that around the area. You're kind of schnookered, but you know you go back. Now, so that's good. If you're chipping from 40, 40 yards, when you land the ball on the green, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, you're right. You, you're going to leave a ball mark. Oh yes. <laughs> you're going to leave a ball mark. So Bob's beef. So oh, yes. we've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Saturday, we we did record a couple videos yeah. of you teaching the people. How to repair ball marks. Yeah. Um, we haven't had a chance to edit that yet, but we will um, edit that video and post it on the channel and we'll certainly talk about it. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I, I looked at the one, it's a great video, but I kept calling the tool a ball marker instead of a divot. I'm like, should we just re edit this? I mean, <laughs> and yeah. it was it was exactly what happened. We walked up to this beautiful par, it was par four, we walked up to the green. And there's this huge ball mark right there, right in the front, right when you're walking up. It's not it's like it's off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like, none of us even hit it. You know, why leave it there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'll be, I want to get a really good video. With so, that, so. Uh, so that got me thinking, because mm. you mentioned in the video, if you don't have a, a ball mark re- replace, repair tool, mm. you can always use a T, you can use a couple other things. And you, and you said you wanted to do a video on what do you carry? Hmm. So I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. What do you carry in your pockets or on you when you are playing golf? Yeah. So tell me, yeah. go go through. What's what do you carry with? What's your golf EDC? And you know, it's funny you say that because even yesterday on the tour, um, they, they 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 were talking and they said, "Hey, uh, whatever the past golfer was, are you?" Uh, uh, superstitious. Nah, you know, I didn't care about what I ate, what I did. He goes, but I did, I did only like to have three tees and one ball. And one. so he had all this little, little stuff on him. And I'm, I'm like that too. So, uh, what I like to carry is I don't have a, a preset number of tees, but it's like a small little handful. It's like five, six, seven tees, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course I usually have, uh, if we're not driving, we're usually not, I usually have the pencil. 
uh, somewhere in one of my pockets. And then um, I definitely have a, a, a divot repair tool, um, but sometimes not always. And that's why I, the, I use the T to repair the ball mark. Um, then uh, I only like to carry one ball in my pocket along with the ball that I'm going to hit. Mm -hmm. Now, for some reason, that's been changing, and especially we, we drove the other day, uh, and I only had the one ball in my pocket, and I kind of like that better, meaning one, the one ball that I'm playing with. Oh, that means okay. if I, I got to go back to the cart, if I have to reload instead of having it there. And if there's a time when I've got two balls in my pocket, it gets in my head. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, it's just, something's different. And then I try to push it out, um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. And then of course the scorecard, and sometimes an extra ball mark, like maybe a flat one, you know, whether it be a coin, whether it be, uh, um, you know, one of those big uh, poker chip jobs. Well, or if you're, if you're wearing your Advent golf belt, you got it on your Right, and I've got the two uh, yeah. that way. What, what about you? What do you? What I'm do you... similar. Um, so I have a ball marker on my hat, mm -hmm. always. Now I also have a ball marker on my belt. Left pocket is always an extra ball mm. and the divot repair tool, and that's it. Right pocket is one T. I've been using these like heavy heavy duty Amazon T's that mm. are like they can last you thirty six holes. Right, plus. they don't break. And I like that because it's just one thing in my pocket, and then the ball that I'm playing in my right pocket. Mm. Mm. Um, glove goes in my in my back pocket, and then. If I'm uh, keeping score, the pencil goes up up in my hat, kind of near my ah, ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the scorecard actually goes into my bag. Mm. And I anything if anything gets changed from that, it throws me off. <laughs> oh, and no, nothing on my wrist. Yeah. No watches, no bracelets, no. Yeah. no it's got to be clean. Yeah. But yeah. I I'm the same way. If I have two golf balls in my left pocket, I feel it. It's just too bulky. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like something's off. <laughs> Got to get rid of it. I, I like the minimalist feel. That's fine. Hey, you know, sometimes I find that I put what? Wow, that's eighteen minutes. Oh, so I'm sorry, I hit, I hit the wrong one. Wow, eighteen minutes. <laughs> Finish your thoughts. Sometimes, sometimes, you sometimes feel? I find I put my uh, my EDC knife mm. in my pocket, and I'm like, and then and once I start playing, it's so, you hardly even know it's there. It's there, but then I'll glance down, and I'm like, oh. Shit. Oh man, what do I, what do I do? But uh, shout yeah. out Orlando. I doubt he's watching the podcast. He, someone I played, one of the guys from the office, huh. played in a, in a uh, the golf tournament, uh, the outing with him a couple Mondays ago. He had the EDC in his pocket. I, was, I saw Orlando. I was like, nice, good move, <laughs> carrying the knife on the golf course. Anyway, that is episode 15 of the First Off the Tee podcast, brought to you by Advent Golf. Don't forget to check out the video description for 10% off your entire purchase. Excellent. Cool. Cheers. Good luck. Cheers, Doug. Have a good week. You too.